As promised, Freak Nation, Matt Field here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, Formula D driver, drifting specialist here in the Freak Nation. We've had him in here before. Spent some good time with Matt Field here in the Freak Nation. And speaking of a, a lot of good time with you, Matt Field, is we as people who cover motorsports, I don't know why we do this, but we complain about long schedules, NASCAR. <laughs> But when it comes to Formula D, dude, uh, you guys have months between races. I got to imagine this is pretty gnarly for a cat like yourself when really this is all you want to do, right? It's weird. The, the start of the season, it really rolls out pretty quickly. And then right in the middle, we kind of have this lull where we, it's, we're racing like every three weeks uh, or four weeks even instead of every other weekend. And it's hard to stay in the groove. It really is. But I'm very fortunate that I do a ton of other events outside Formula Drift. So we basically had Formula Drift Atlanta, Formula Drift Orlando, and then I went to the GT Radio. That's my tire sponsor. I went to their factory in South Carolina. We gave ride-alongs to all the employees and kind of hung out with corporate and took pictures with the factory workers, and it was great. And I got home from that, loaded my demo car in the trailer, headed to Southern California where we were doing uh, Fuel Fest at, at um, Irwindale. So I kind of was on the road for four weeks. So this weekend being off at home, I'm not complaining. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys are a little bit bored, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> Matt Field joining us here in the Freak Nation, flying those Lucas Oil colors. And I'm being half serious when I say this, but rock stars, the way they would cope with the road, booze, drugs, <laughs> women oh, or men. <laughs> Coming off highs, especially with your uh, season opening race win this year, Formula Drift or Drifters? Drifters. Drifters. Uh, <laughs> drivers like yourself, the highs of running in a, in a car like yours. How do you deal with the highs and lows uh, like yourself? So I'm real fortunate that I have found kind of fitness as my outlet for the daily endorphin high. Uh, and mm. without that, I don't know how I would be able to manage because there's not many things in life that I have experienced that give you that high of driving a thousand wheel horsepower drift car with your bumper dragging on the wall. There's not many things, right? I know there's stuff out there, but mm. not that I've done. But for me, I wake up every morning at 6 a.m. and I go to the gym and I work myself to exhaustion Monday through Friday. No, almost no matter what, um, unless I'm sick or I'm half dead. That's the only reason why I'm not getting up early and going to the gym. So I think that because I'm able to kind of ride these waves throughout the day and I'm, and I get high on the endorphins and I almost throw up every time. And then I come to work and I kind of just have to put myself together and manage throughout the rest of the day. That kind of keeps me, it keeps me kind of toned down, right? It keeps me tired. It keeps me just, just going just enough to get through the week. And for me, I'm very fortunate that I have a love of water sports and boats. So every almost every weekend during the summer that we're not out at the racetrack, we're riding jet skis, going wakeboarding, taking out the power boat, and just kind of enjoying life on the water. Well, that has to help also behind the wheel. I mean, if you take a big hit, your body gets jarred in the cockpit. Your fitness level clearly helps you to recuperate for the next day. Man, and... More than anything, I think the physical side of things is not quite as demanding as in a drift car as like a sprint car, right? Those guys are straight up athletes, right? Gladiators. For us, it's not quite as bad unless we do take a big hit. But for me, it's the mental game, right? It's it's 
put, ha, knowing that you can go to that point of exhaustion because a lot of times we have night events and our last battle might be at 11 30 PM. And we've already been up and doing things and autograph signings and practice for the last 12 or 13 hours. So that's where I really think it comes into play. It's like, you've got to have that last little bit of energy to push through the finish. Wow. Matt field, this, uh, formula drift. This is 20th year. Uh, the sport has come so far. Uh, it used to be guys could drive or flat tow their cars to the event, compete and go home. Now uh, it takes an awful lot. Uh, you have a Corvette. You're one of the only ones that I've seen, and I've watched all 20 years of Formula Drift. Wow. You're the only ones that I've seen that has made a Corvette work. How'd that happen? You know, I've been a a Chevy guy for a long time. And that's because of my dad. My dad is a, a Chevy racing kind of guy through and through since he can remember even. So I always had Nissans and I had some BMWs, but we would always put a Chevy LS in it. And my actually part shop max, the guys who make these suspension parts right here, they were like also wanting to kind of expand and build something else. And it was kind of reaching the end of it. My, my, S14, my 240SX was kind of reaching the end of its life. It's been banged up a bunch. It's been crumpled like a sheet of paper and straightened back out at the frame machine five or six times. So it was just kind of time to build something different. And we decided, we're like, why are we going to buy one of these cars that you have to put a LS in anyways? Why don't we just get one of the cars that come with an LS and, and start from there? I've never been a huge Camaro guy. And to be honest, I was definitely not a Corvette guy, but I was like, if I was going to choose one of the two, I, I guess Corvette, I, I don't know. I don't even know how either of them drive, let alone drift. And it's funny because now you fast forward and I truly think that the Corvette is the, the pinnacle of drifting. I think that just starting with a sports car versus starting with an economy car and making it into a sports car and putting a thousand horsepower and converting it to rear wheel drive. Obviously there's people who make that work. I was kind of trying to, bring a different chassis to the drifting world. And because at the end of the day, it's all about the partners, right? My partners want to sell parts. My partners want to sell tires. So I think that we kind of created a niche that enabled a lot of my partners to sell parts. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? That's why we get money to go racing is to show some ROI. And I think that the Corvette before anything was a great ROI platform. And then now I've been driving a Corvette for six years and now I'm just like, thank goodness we made that decision because it actually is that good. It is Father's Day. Statman yeah. Crash, yours truly, our fathers played an important role in what we do as a profession. What about you? Where did, what did your dad put? Where did your, where does your dad fit in for where you sit right now? I feel incredibly fortunate because I get to do something that me and my dad both love. Um, but it kind of all started out. My dad did mud bog racing. He's always had a normal job. Uh, and racing was his getaway, his fun, his passion. And he did mud bog racing when it was real popular all up and down California. Um, won some races, got paid to do it. You know, it was it was a cool time for him, but still had a, a normal job. Right. And when I was real young, I started quarter midget racing. And for those of you guys who don't know, it's like a tiny little miniature sprint car. Right. And I, my dad put me in one of those cars because there was a, a local speedway, Bayland Speedway, right next to our house, you know, within 30 minutes. So it was a, a form of racing that I could do that my parents thought was safe enough. They were big roll cage advocators. And <laughs> I mean, I get it. And I loved it for sure. But 
eventually I kind of got to the point where I told my dad, I'm like, dad, I'm bored of going around in a circle. I told him that I'm like eight years old or nine years old. I'm tired of going around in a circle, dad. I don't want to do this anymore. So I kind of stepped away from racing a little bit. And my dad, meanwhile, this whole thing was still doing off-road racing. I started working on the pit crew with him and started prepping the race truck. And then I think you can get in on off-road vehicle when you're like 14 and a half or something like that. Pretty young, 15 with parents' consent. So then I started riding with him, which kind of transitioned to driving, splitting driving duties with him. And then I kind of got into drifting. So for me, my dad kind of taught me everything that I knew. Man, it, it's all due to racing. That's it. That's that's what we bond over and that's what we love. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Freak Nation is a great follow on Instagram. Make sure you follow Matt Field. On his way. Okay, he's looking for his first Formula D championship. He was second last year, right? Come yeah, on. two years in a row. I'm done with that. I'm done with second place. Thank you for doing this, my friend. It's always fantastic when you roll in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hole Studios, buddy. You guys are awesome.